T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. I heard your woo over there. I responded with a another woo. That's how we feeling to start the week? That's how we're feeling. Welcome back it. to another week-long edition of the Playmakers. First two hours of our 10-hour weekly journey in the hopper for you all today. Uh, decent weekend, Adrian? It was filled with all the baskets and all the balls. So, yes, very fantastic week. You love the weekends filled with balls. Well, yes, because, I mean, NBA playoffs, come on. It was, uh, I injected all of the basketball into my veins this weekend. You did. A lot of uh, me and the couch getting uh, acclimated with each yeah, other Yeah, I believe weekend. you referred to it as Couchella to me earlier. I'd never heard that. I'm sure you're not the first, but in my mind, you are. And Perfect. So it's You're the alpha. Yeah, and it was, like you said, it was Coachella, too, so it was weird seeing concerts with the crowd and being like, I need to go they back in public in. and go to a concert because I miss it because the energy through the, the YouTube stream came into my living room and there was a concert. You even went on the stream? Yes, we, we was we was in the 4K streams, too. Oh, my so. goodness. You were fully plugged in this weekend, and I was basically the opposite. Good. Yeah. That's the yin and yang of us. That is us. That's pretty much us. Uh, my name is Lindsey Brown, and across from me, the Couchella master is... Adrian Hernandez, sorry. I just figured you'd I was want just to thinking yourself. of all the the Flames fans this weekend too in my mentions the over Flames our last. The Flames fans, yeah, they, they were, were they were in your uh, they were in your crease. They're like Matthew Tachuk is gonna beat your ass. I'm like, I wish he would, pal. <laughs> Meet me at Golden Corral at Henderson. I'm not scared. They have Golden Corral. Oh, that's right. They do have that here. That was one of those things that we saw commercials for in Minnesota. But we didn't ever actually have. Oh, that's like a, a thing that yeah. seems very wasteful commercial-wise because we had in Ohio was Sonic. There was only one Sonic yes. in the state for the longest. Or perhaps they're simply promoting travel. Maybe they ha- they're in bed with the, the with the plane companies. True. Everybody I, I wish seems I could, to be these days. I want to be in bed with those bread rolls at Golden Corral. But oh, my God. They have bread there. <sighs> they the, And the butter. Oh, my God. I almost made a TikTok about bread this weekend, but I refrained. I was like, maybe this is for a special occasion. What do you do at breakfast spots? Do you go white toast or oh, sourdough? Oh, wheat toast, wheat toast, white toast. No, no, no. I don't eat white bread, like slices of white bread. Now, if it's like rolls or if it's like a crescent roll, like, yeah, obviously I'm going to chill with that. But in terms of like actual toast, wheat toast all the way. All right, I feel you. Yeah. Now I Compelling. Just, now I got hungry to start the week. Great. I just gave you like four <laughs> fruit snacks. How you're not held over from that, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but... We have so much interesting stuff to talk about for you all today. Keep you engaged in our program here. We're going to be talking about a lot of those NBA games in just a few minutes. Uh, Adrian's the one that watched all of them. I watched zero of them, including the win 
for your Minnesota Timberwolves over the Memphis Grizzlies. This is the official sports radio show for the Minnesota Timberwolves in the Las Vegas Valley. And so we need to uphold our end of the bargain and provide the fandom with what they want, which is a comprehensive breakdown with some laughs in between. And that's right. Exactly. Uh, Adrian walked into my office and said, I want to talk about Kendrick Lamar's new album that's coming out. And I said, well, what else? We have plenty of what else. You're going to find out exactly what that what else is at the end of this hour. Very excited for this little conversation. We're going to have a merging of past readings of mine and your current uh, obsession with Kendrick Lamar, which I have no worry that it's going to stop anytime soon because he's that type of artist, especially for you. Uh, we'll talk about some free agency tactics and some NFL stuff to kick off our second hour. Get the pre-scout for the New Jersey Devils today because your Vegas Golden Knights need a win tonight, especially against the Devils, who happen to be very bad at the hockey as of late. And so should set up for us nicely. And then we'll wrap up our show with a weekend wrap around. Hopefully we'll make a good save. Nice post integration. We're not leaving any holes on the side of the net because there's nothing worse than giving up those goals like that, Adrian. There's really... It's not. It's not great. 100%. It's like running a 2-3 zone inaccurately and leaving out a three-point shot and it goes through. Precisely. Precisely. Uh, Let's get into it, shall we? I think it's time to kind of go in the nostalgia tunnel here for a second. But first, got to open it up. It's time for the can opener. Okay. I just, I've been bestowed with an honor and I feel like I need to share it with people because this is true measure of the circle of life. Thank you, Elton John, for all of your great contributions to our musical reality. But I don't know about you, Adrian, but I went to uh, elementary school and we had you know, a few projects that seemed to be shared with almost everybody else that happened to go to public school. I didn't go to private school. I'm not sure if they had these different kinds of units, but I have been selected by a very important person in my life to be the Flat Stanley recipient. Lindsay, congratulations. And if you're not familiar with the concept of Flat Stanley, like I said, this is something that I did in elementary school. This is something that we discovered that you did in elementary school after like peeling back all the layers of great memes and otherwise. But there's this book called uh, Flat Stanley by Jeff Brown, who's a great author, some of the best authoring, I would say, considering the last name. But it's about a young boy that gets flattened into basically a piece of paper and his life completely changes and he gets to go on all these adventures, including visiting a faction of his family in California. He sends himself there via an envelope. And so the project usually is, is send a version of yourself via envelope to someone somewhere that's not too close to you. And so naturally, I live in Las Vegas. Most of the people that I consider my closest people are back in Minnesota. So I'm the cool person who gets to hang out you with Flat Stanley. You live on the Strip. That, oh, my God. I live on the No, I do not live on the Strip. <laughs> but uh, I'm very excited to be participating in this because, uh, like I said, it's kind of it, it's a cyclical thing. It's something that I remember distinctly. Like, Weston's Flat Stanley that I'm using here is a little bit small. I can understand for postage. While in the last few years it's been a little sketchy, and let's just say that the gas prices are – too damn high but I remember when I did it they traced our entire outside of our body so it was like this life-size you know first grader size um piece of paper that you decorate and then you sent out I don't remember so be careful with Stanley care sorry Stan the man <laughs> I, I don't remember who I sent it to and I don't remember getting it back but I just remember wanting to be flat Stanley and be able to like go places and so I'm taking my duties very seriously to all the the members of the Brown family you know not Jeff Brown who is the writer of the book but the rest of the Browns uh I'm taking it very serious and we've already taken several pictures 
and I'm very excited to be included in this because it's just it's one of those things. Did you do like the Monarch Butterfly unit? We did that. That's I, that's a really perfect encapsulation of what the circle of life is for first graders. To be like you you you're a kid, then you change, and then you grow up into a beautiful little butterfly. And then we don't talk about the dying. We just talk about the migration to Mexico. <laughs> no, exactly. But that. they all get there every single damn one of them. No, hundred percent. We had that. We had the uh, we we did flower and uh, plant some seeds Ooh. for our school garden. I sure. remember that. Also, the tracing of the body was a very exciting activity hand for turkeys. our class. Yes, hand turkeys mm-hmm. all the way. Uh, one of my friends tried to do a butt turkey. That didn't go over too well in the classroom. Darn it. But kids are going to be kids. Yes. No, but Flat Stanley, I'm so glad that you were like, wait a minute, what do you mean you didn't do it? It's when we did this, and it's like, yeah. yes, indeed. It's just one of those things. And we all have, uh, I mean, thank goodness for our educational system that's just so uniform in a lot of ways. But it's just one of those little um, things that I think we can come back to as adults and it's just you know gather around the fire children right it, it, we were doing the same thing also completely different because it was 20 years ago but what about you know when you got the uh, printout of the whole month and what was going to be served for lunch uh, you marking that sucker Bosco up. sticks does that ring a bell for you Bosco sticks oh, was heavy. I only ate the outsides of them because I didn't like the cheese on the inners, but it, it was still pretty badass. See, Bosco sticks to me were worth the hype and the mm. anticipation and kind of just the excitement levels across the hallways, kind of like a big playoff game for students waiting for lunch. Taco in a bag day? We didn't have tacos in the bag. We did have the Mexican pizza. We didn't have not, Mexican not, pizza. Not the ones from, not, not the one that's coming back to Taco Bell. Chicken patty? Chicken patties were, I think, Tuesday, Thursday. Chicken patty was the worst lunch until high school. Actually, I lied. It was the worst lunch until high school, and then we we basically reappropriated the chicken patty and popcorn chicken, whatever, into the best lunch ever. Popcorn you know, when you just like really... you mind over matter and just say this is the best. Like popcorn chicken day, I despised until high school, but then I had like a, I always had a certain person I would go to in line because. Her popcorn chickens were always crispier, and I did not like I, the moist I, chickens. I do think that some of the lunch ladies played favorites, and and arguably oh, yeah, so. And, and now that we talk about it, it's kind of weird how, you know, in the 30 for 30 for popcorn chicken, it's kind of era and its appearance into the game kind of got blindsided by boneless chicken. True. And the separation. And True. also just the adding of sauce to the boneless chicken where, you know, popcorn is, you know, KFC really tried to capitalize off of that. That's now, true. did you, and, and, and this wasn't in like middle school or anything, but younger elementary days, did you have to like collect points or school bucks for the pizza party at the end of the quarter? No, we had that like on a class by class basis. I remember in fifth grade distinctly, we had like an IOU system that was really expansive. Like we got to go to the water parks, we had to go to breakfast before water school parks. with the teacher. Do you, do you know how badass that was? You remember how cool it was to just feel like t- teacher even liked you for a hot second, let alone you and five of your closest friends all decided let's go to get breakfast and the pancakes are this big. And then during recess, we're not going to lunch. We're going to go reheat our pancakes. Just, ah! Oh! You're such adults. It's funny because like kids are like, "This is so cool. We get to hang out with them." And the yeah. teachers like, uh, "We these are we just have to do this three there's, times a year and show up early." There's something about hanging out with adults that aren't your parents, and and them just kind of treating you as you are, not always like Uncles in a power. Yeah, oh, hundred <laughs> percent. But it's I think it's more power dynamic driven, or if they're like in charge of you. It's one thing when you're when somebody's like in charge of you. It's another thing when they just talk to you. No, I, and that's true. And also, just seeing teachers out in public was kind of weird. Oh yeah, that I was, was like, you don't weirdest. live in this place. Like, Why are you what's, on what's the deal, Mr. Krivak? What are you doing? Yeah, you don't exist after five p.m. 
uh, when the when the TV used to get rolled into the classroom sub day, you always knew Bill Nye was going to roll out. But if they had one of those overzealous subs, maybe someone that was there pretty often. Guess what? I started this week in Abbott Elementary. Forgot to tell you. Yes, um, I'm happy for you. Remember the the projector, or not even the projector. What was the thing called with the with the mirror? And then they would do math problems, and then it would just go up. What do we call that? Yeah, I forgot what it's called. I but thought I it was do, the projector, but you, it's not. You always needed to make sure that it was like tip top, and you always oh, had to do a wipe because yeah. one smudge. And if it, you couldn't just do it with spit, it wouldn't have got. It would it would just smear, and so you had to get like the easel erase and like do a full wipe down. But then if there's any moisture left over, it screwed over your pen. No, hundred percent. And I don't know. I know that you're a student of sports radio and you love listening to it as a youth. For me, I feel like it kind of no, messed me up <laughs> because listening to sports radio so much, I started to put my teachers in tears in terms of what was in their classroom. Like Mr. Meehan to me was top tier because he had the mechanical pencil sharpener, whereas Mr. Salachek, he had the the you know the standard one where you had to do it. And Dude. I'm like, they like Mr. Meehan a little bit more. He has more accessories for us. I remember being in math class and we all decided to make a bet to see how many laps we can do around the classroom in one, you know, hour, one session. And just the pencil sharpener is a great way to waste time, right? You just kind of move. Oh, I'm going to move now. And then I get up and walk and nah, 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 just crank it a three, four times. Look at it. Ah, this side's a little bit too low. We got to get back in there. Yeah. And then mosey on back, or we try to throw those pencils once they were super sharp right into the ceiling and make them stick. Um, are you familiar with, with the uh, with the calculator games? The calculator, not the games like necessarily where you're playing snake or or the or, super expensive Texas instruments. Yeah, I'm talking about the stories we used to tell ourselves. Are Are you familiar with the lady who wore a size 69 bra? I think so. Okay, well, just to clarify, there was once a lady who wore a size 69 bra, and that was two too too big so she went to 51st street and talked to dr x who paid her eight different treatments and what did that leave her boobless and it was the zero 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 yep that was a calculator game if you didn't get it then you weren't there when that was definitely a thing and if you got it about two seconds into it you are exactly our main demographic dead What's a calculator? Someone out there is doing Why that is right Bobby now. Why is Bobby laughing at the number 69? Can we kind of talk about, since we are not born and raised here in Las Vegas, yeah. and they don't, people haven't necessarily gotten to experience this, but the rush of waking up and turning on your local news station snow day. for the snow day alert. Dude. And the thing is, is, you had to get up extra early to check it out because they didn't do it at like four in the morning. It was on, always on the early news channels and it was alphabetical. What was your county? I was Cuyahoga, so luckily... You had to wait till the Ks? No, 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 CCC. Luckily, we were early, early, early. Oh, lucky. I was in Ramsey County. But once they figured out, basically, that the only people that Minnesota cares about are the ones that live in the Twin States, just kidding, uh, they would basically (laughs) lead with all of those counties. Your Ramseys, your Carvers, your Hennepins, all of that. But there are very few things. And then I realized, now that we're older, how much of a predicament that puts parents in. Like, if they're working. No. Like I remember going, being able to go to a, a, I don't, a lot of water park talk today uh, for that for a snow day because my best friend's stepmom was a teacher. Otherwise, screwed. Yeah, and also, but the 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 thrill of the seven fifteen announcement, the super late call of like you're halfway getting ready, 
you're about to leave and you're like, wait a minute, Ugh. what? I always say, it's not space, happening. It's not happening. I'm not going to get ready. Ten more minutes. Ten more, go get ready. Okay. No, that, that's that's a super important part. Did you have to send a letter to the White House? No. We no, did we that. Didn't, we didn't have to write to the president. Thankfully, that, was, that was very hot to trot, though, in our era because uh, the branding of America was very different. We were listening to God Bless the USA on Radio Disney every two seconds because 9-11 had just happened. Yeah. Super weird. No, 100%. That's like, an, uh, also, hopefully, no kids are going to experience No child like left that behind in that experience. That is to be sure. I didn't like that I had to carry around an accordion, like the organizer. Not like the instrument. Oh, yeah. The, you the, didn't, the you file didn't. organizer. See, I liked the big ones where you'd have to zip them up and everything. And I had my <laughs> pencils and I had, oh, man, I was just a fiend. There was only one day where I thought that was cool, which was the day where you dressed up because of, like, the psychological how people treat you. In comparison sure. to like regular clothes and fancy clothes. Um, so the accordion, I felt like I'm already dorky enough. Let that just happen naturally instead of having me have to carry this thing and be so bulky. And why is it so bulky? I'm only in the fifth grade. Why do I have this much homework? Yeah, there was certain stuff I was willing to be like dorky about just because I didn't care. And then there were certain things where I was just like, I must have X because otherwise people aren't going to like me. But I was also the person that had pants that zipped off at the knees in case you needed them to become shorts. So you, you was know, always I was a fashionista. Ready. I was a fashionista. Wow, yeah. yeah me, recovering was, fashionista, for sure. I was just wearing old Santana Moss Jets jerseys to school and Larry Fitzgerald jerseys because the Cardinals Hell were yeah. ass. yeah, you know where he's from. Yes, but no one would know. And speaking of dorky things, I do want to take time out for my world history teacher, Mr. Salachek. His form on pulling the map from the top seamless of the, never just, got it stuck i've perfect. had the, i've had the map things collapse down on teachers that's a hell of a school it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> a commentary on the quality of stuff rather than the aggression of the pull down but school i just feel like it would be so different walking into an elementary school versus what we have in our minds and our experience and i'm sure that's true for every generation but just technology wise i mean we didn't even really get iPads. Like, I remember when we started getting, like, laptops into class, and they would roll this thing in, this giant, like, safe, essentially, that had 30 chargers and 30 slots with these, like, Lenovo notebooks that didn't have anything on them. Everything was proxied. If you even typed in the letter F, it knew you were going to Facebook, and it was like, no! The little red mouse yes. thingy in yeah, between Yeah, in the, the middle. That, why here? <laughs> Um, but I just remember starting to do some work on that and like the work, I'm just like, this is so dumb. Like this, cause it was the UI, like the process of doing it and just getting everybody logged on half the time was my internet's not working. How nope. do we do anything? How do we learn anything? A hundred percent. And then also, I don't know about your school, but like they safeguarded that so seriously. Oh, hell yeah. They had somebody like it was their, they were computer people. You only had it for that period. A hundred percent. And that was and it. And then they started giving kids iPads. So they got to bring them home like, what is this? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like it's 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 definitely a different era. And they just get better games too to play. Mm-hmm. Like in school, we just had the, what was the pin? It was Solitaire and the pinball one. Yes. The iconic. Yes. The and then we and had Minesweep. Mind I never understood sweet. that game. I always just would click and then I would lose. And I, I, forget, I never got and that. And I forget the websites that the kids knew. I was more of a doodler. I, I like to, I well, I still do it. I draw like the same little pictures and the same little figures and stuff. Or I used to make these really bad two-dimensional caricatures of people that were just spiky hair, um, had earrings and their cartilage, probably a skateboard, a surfboard. I just essentially drew, drew knockoff rocket power characters because that's what I wanted to be. So, I yeah. love it.
I love yeah, I was a real cool kid back in the day. I used to hang out with the trees during elementary school, and the boys were sick of me beating them at the sports. It ha- See, that happens sometimes. You never talk back those trees. Keep all your secrets. No, exactly. I did get to go to Universal Studios and join my sister for a field trip because we were in Orlando. It's different, Going though, because Orlando. Going to school in Florida is ridiculous. Yeah, and luckily for me. You get to go to the aquarium at Mall of America. Sick. Yeah, I mean, it's an aquarium. That's yeah, but it's at Mall of America. It's not fishies. that big. They have, like, two sharks. Well, my sister got peed on at Universal Studios, and I didn't, which I felt very lucky because the Incredible Hulk roller coaster – you obviously have to wait in line going up, and there was someone very drunk at the top who decided they needed to use the restroom. Stop it. And there goes Waterfall. Shout out to oh TLC. Oh, my God. I wasn't old enough because I was little, so I couldn't get on the coaster, so I wasn't in line. Therefore, my sister and my cousin didn't That's have a good time. That's about the worst experience you could have. Could Besides, you like, getting stuck at the top of something. Yeah. So, luckily, I didn't have to experience that. But, yeah, Florida kids had it different. And they also— Did you guys have to— do the the protectors on the outside of your books where you'd get like book protectors and you'd buy them and they'd be some like weird plastic or if you were really cool you would do it with the paper bags and then you'd draw all over them anyways yes that? yes we did have a couple of those. those budget cuts just keep getting tighter and tighter no 100 percent. i've got to experience snow days and mm-hmm. hurricane days i didn't get I a hurricane day until days. college Our, my first day ever at st a's was canceled because of a hurricane and i also got written up for drinking that was a fun weekend Gee. not really that was my first meeting with coach matthews was getting in trouble. Oh, let's see. That's mm-hmm. that's not the good first impression, but you bounced back in. It wasn't. And to be honest, I the first impression I gave wasn't an impression of me at all. It was like just the most random, crappy story of all time. But regardless, it doesn't matter what your intention is. If you were the one caught with red paint in your hands and somebody just messed up something with red paint, guess who's getting in trouble? Me. We learn these lessons. Leadership is an ongoing course of life. And so is this show in many ways. We are here to lead you through at least two hours of your Life and we will get into some NBA action next, right here on 1140 The Bet. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. This is on the pregame playlist, and uh, we got to make sure that we're in the right mindset for our week here, and that's why we start our weeks off here on the Playmakers with Mez Cuddy Mondays, all Kid Cuddy songs, because Adrian and I could not be bigger fans than what we are. 100%. Like you said, we got to start the week off with some proper vibes. Yes, and we know that Cud is probably working on some stuff because the uh, the Cavaliers missed the, uh, the playoffs, technically. I mean, they made the play-in tournament, What Adrian. are we doing? Hold on. Going on, uh, I, I'm just setting the stage for everyone because I, I want <laughs> I people want to, cry in the club to know right now. why we are the official home of the Minnesota Timberwolves, at least the fan club here in the Las Vegas Valley, because your team is no longer involved, unfortunately. And not only is my team involved, Adrian, they are cooking, they're howling at the moon like it is eternally full. I'm just dancing. Mm. I just need to say about those Timberwolves real quick. What was the score? It was, they won by 13. What was it, 121.07 or 130? Sounds right to me. 13, something like, they won by 17 points. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, it's okay, 13 points. I just want to say, it's very weird, Adam Silver, how you have the Timberwolves playing after they won the NBA championship last Wednesday. I was confused. They wanted to make sure they put a winning product on the court, so they called us up. 
And that's what they did. They did their thing. Congrats, Lindsay. How do you feel? I feel good. I didn't watch it, but, um, you know, as the diehard Wolves fan that I am, uh, I'm very proud. I, I know that Carl had a much better showing out, right? Yes, yeah, super aggressive. Um, and aggressive in the good way because sometimes it's a little erratic. Oh, absolutely. That's what we were talking about. It's like, Carl, you got to make sure you don't boil over. Like, we all know that, that, that – temperature when the pot is at when we're trying to make some pasta bubbles are popping it's here you put the pasta in but if you leave it unattended and at the same temperature what's going to happen boil over you got to simmer it down you got to adjust it you got to make sure you're being really intentional with it because otherwise you could end up on your ass on the bench with five minutes left in the second quarter and you have three fouls yeah 100 percent. and you know that for memphis that's like their that's the number one thing they better figure out if steven adams is going to be on the court or not because they basically let cat do whatever he wanted uh, and gave him a whole bunch of space to move, which in turn obviously makes it difficult to guard him, and then everyone else can eat, which is exactly what's your guy, Ant-Man himself, Anthony 36 Edwards. points, my man. 20 years old, first playoff game. Uh, absolutely, scared. yeah. Dylan Brooks tried his best. Uh, this man was not, like you just said, he was not scared of the moment. Mm-mm. There was a couple of, just like even in the playing game where he had a uh, 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 uh an air ball, excuse me, and he the next play down the court, he went for a layup. Like he's not he doesn't scared care. of those moments. He or is he's not such tense. short memory. And and the thing is too, it's like it's not like Memphis played poorly. Ja had thirty two points and eight assists. Something called Dylan Brooks had twenty four points. <laughs> Brandon Clark with an E at the end, thirteen points and twelve rebounds. Like those are healthy stat lines. And so just like how any playoff matchup, sometimes it is going to be right down to that wire. Or these little moments where it's just you went on a six nothing run in two, a minute and a half, and that could be the freaking difference. And and the, the to me it was just Minnesota was flat out better from start to finish. They and, are emotionally bought in. And and the other problem too for Memphis is that you know their best lineup, which might ultimately be with Bland, uh, Brandon Clark with an E, that lineup itself has only had eleven minutes of playing time this season. Really, and that. That's problematic. It is problematic for the entire year, just 11 minutes. Um, So this is what I enjoy because these are two, we said this might be the most entertaining, the two highest scoring offenses in the league. And two of the youngest stars, as you mentioned. Obviously, we talk about Edwards and John Morant. I'm just reading this from NBA.com. Apparently, they're the first opposing players in NBA history to each score at least 30 in a playoff game at the age 22 or younger. Yeah, and you got, like, both teams have top six draft picks on their team, multiple three for each, and if, if Minnesota is going to score 65 points each half like they just did, uh, that is going to be a difference maker, and that's what they do, and they're comfortable. And this is why I enjoy this matchup so much because for Memphis, this is an opportunity to adjust and kind of get rid of the frustration because there was a couple moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl had a, a nasty dunk. Darren Jackson Jr. then immediately pushed the nearest Minnesota player just out of frustration. And, you know, the stakes are elevated now. Both of these teams are you younger down and they're flamboyant. And you had and you dropped both games at home. This is as close. Like, you dropped the first game. Game two is a damn near must win if you're if you're a home team. Yeah, it's We a, know it's possible, obviously, but especially for a young squad in Memphis, this is where – now we're not in the days where everybody's high on hope and everything, where you're seeing actual results and all of a sudden, boom, you blink and you're staring at that type of deficit. You know, it, it can get away from you so quickly. Yeah, and so tomorrow will be game two. Uh, yo, NBA, what are we doing? Why do we have Miami-Atlanta 
on TNT in Memphis and Minnesota on NBA TV. Anyway, that's for tomorrow. Uh, Miami's I do wanna... the one seed. Right, but I mean. They win their are... first game? Yes, they did. They smacked. Uh... Ray was picking uh, Miami to go out. Most disrespected one seed of all time. Yeah, Trey Young had his worst professional game of his career. Uh, we'll get to him in the last segment of the show. But yeah, he only had eight points. Um, I want to move on to the best game of the weekend. Probably the most anticipated uh, first round matchup in years. I'm talking about Brooklyn versus Boston. Yep. So much spiciness involved. Of course, Kyrie and the Boston crowd, even before the game, were going at it crazy. And Katie and the Celtics, just a lot of good, good rivalry and what we want. Uh, first and foremost, referees, please. You are not the reason why we watched this game. There was 18 fouls in the first quarter. It was the most fouls called in a single quarter all season. Whoa. Harden's not even out there. Yeah, and I will say that this kind of felt proper in terms of Boston led the majority of this game because they are a better team. Mm. And a lot of times throughout this game, it felt like it was two on five for Brooklyn. And going into the fourth quarter, the Celtics were well in control. They had a 15-point lead. Boston rallied back on a 17-2 run. Kyrie Irving did his thing. He had 39 points. He led the team. Uh, KD also did his thing, but they made them work so hard. And I don't know if well, Al Speaking Horford, of lack of cohesion, that's Brooklyn. Yeah, 100%. And Al Horford, I don't know if he went into a time machine. He <sighs> stayed pace with KD. It was his best defensive effort of the season, and even in the fourth quarter, in that 17-2 uh, run where Brooklyn took control, they even took a five-point lead uh, with like three or four minutes left. And luckily for Boston, they've been in these moments. Marcus, Marcus Smart was super controlled, that team, that team offense, and it was a perfect indication of what you're saying right now of the cohesion and the chemistry. Mm -hmm. At the end of the game, Kyrie and the Celtics took the lead. And, and Kyrie, and, Kyrie the and the Nets took the lead. Kyrie and the Celtics are not friends. Yeah, not Nobody anymore. in that damn city likes Kyrie Irving. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. How many jerseys were burnt last night? Lots. I went, well, and they and it was almost like the great rivalry game where Kyrie could stick the middle fingers and be like, ha-ha, got you on the comeback. But 13 seconds left. Boston doesn't call a timeout. The Celtics and the players on that squad were not used to what was going on. They weren't prepared. They weren't matched up. And they got the game-winning layup. The most beautiful play of the weekend. Jason Tatum, mid-spin move, catches the ball in enough time, lays it in. For the first time in Celtics history, they had a game-winning shot in the playoffs, which is kind of crazy. What? Yeah, that's the first walk-off win in Celtics that's history. wild. With how many championships that they yeah, have. Yeah, and it's just one of those storied franchises. I mean, my goodness. But that's certainly the, the matchup. I think everybody's got their eyes on it. It has a lot to do with that narrative of Kyrie Irving versus everybody in Boston that's ever been there. And it's going to continue to percolate because I think this this series is likely to go the distance. I don't think that there's too much talent on that side for them to go down, but I still like the Celtics going forward. By the way, Jason Tatum, two blocks in that game, right? The two blocks were against Kyrie God, and KD. Is he going to be a thing now? I mean, he had an unreal season this year. Superstar. Next year? Like, next year will say a lot. Yeah. Next year will say a lot for Jason Tatum, and it is this league is ripe for ascending stars right now. Hey, 31, 31 points, eight assists. He got the block on Kyrie and KD. He even had a steal. Oh, you um, love those highlight reel packages. No, 100%. He kind of didn't force take himself. A, take a page out of PJ Tucker's book and guard KD like white on rice. You're good to go. Facts. Uh, let's Deny move. him the ball. <laughs> no, 100%. And like, I think that 
I have the Celtics winning in six. We'll see. I know it's overreaction Monday. Still feeling here, right? Memphis in five over there? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, didn't... I'm so intrigued. I'm very intrigued to see what happens on Tuesday. Having to make adjustments and like having to learn from this and how defense are are approaching. Like, I love that stuff. So I want to see how they react. And you know, Taylor Jenkins got nominated for Coach of the Year. He'll That's have to prove it. Yes, the 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 uh, Minnesota Minnesota or. The Memphis coach, excuse me. Taylor Jenkins is their coach's name. Yes. Very generic. Very 2K vibes. Why not just one Jenkins? Why That's multiple what I'm Jenkins? Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Let's move on to the most. Well, quickly, though, because we're already at 36. Oh, snap. Let's go real quick. Utah-Dallas, uh, what a tense game of mediocrity. It was so frustrating to see. Utah should win this series. If Luka does not come back game three or game four, they need to take advantage uh, in tomorrow night. Beat Dallas. Uh, Dallas somehow stayed in the game by shooting for almost 40 free throws. Uh, Utah, you're not playing very good, uh, but please take advantage of the mishaps. And, yeah, Toronto, Philly. The only thing I'm going to say really quick, eh. uh, Nick Nurse, I think he might be going to L.A. This is the only explanation because why did they lose by 20 points? Anyway. I'm just saying we've been saying there's a little percolation happening in the waters that – the NBA happens to roll their boats in, but there is still plenty of playoffs to go, and we'll be all over it throughout the entire season. But now it's time to get a little more serious. It's time to talk some music and our constructed reality, if you really think about it. Love for the best. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Newsflash, we're screwed. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Everybody has their things that get them super hyped. Like, we have favorite hobbies, favorite fixations, but there are a few things where, like, it literally interrupts your day, interrupts your mood, brings you to a different level, and dare I say, causes excitement or looking forward to something. Very rare air these days. Especially on a Monday. Yeah. I mean, I feel like almost everybody who's a, a diehard fan of the Playmakers, like local Trey Young fan and LV who left us a, a review on our iTunes feed. Shout out to you. You're our best friend. Um, sometimes you just find something that brightens your day 
And that's, I'm sure, what everybody is thinking whenever it's probably like, what, 2.35 p.m. They're like, we're only 25 minutes away from greatness. No, facts, exactly. It's the anticipation for 3 o'clock hits, and we have to do what we do. Yeah. Uh, for me, if there's a Halsey album coming out, if there's an Alice in Wonderland album coming out, if we're just like talking about music, those two, it becomes part of the calendar. What is, what is their calendar, though? How like frequently like do they drop EPs or... Just album to I mean, album. Allison hasn't put anything out outside of like a few singles here and there and like collaborations since 2018, but she has her album coming out later this year. And then Halsey, Halsey's pretty much every two years. Uh, that's the way that she's gone. She released Manic like right in January before the pandemic hit. And then her latest, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power was in August. So a little over two years. And, and it, she does a ton of other stuff too. She does like makeup. She does painting. It just depends on how expansive your empire is, I think, too. <laughs> yes, shout out to Rihanna. She's like, music? Seriously. She's like, I'm just having what? a baby on the side. I can't wait for 10, 15 years from now where we actually find out, like, how a lot of entertainment aspects, whether it's music, TV shows, movies, were affected by the pandemic and, like, the trajectory and, you know, what the timeline plan was for certain things. It's just like anything. It's all luck. It's all chance. And sometimes it's about getting your hook picked up on TikTok and all of a sudden it's in the minds of everyone. Like, it's wild how fleeting music can be and so when you find someone that you really connect with I feel like it's an even more special bond than it was even 20 30 years ago when music was technically in a better place who's that for you for me it is the one and only the goat not talking about Michael Jordan talking about Kendrick Lamar and uh, Lindsay Mm. after 1830 days since Kendrick Lamar last dropped damn the album he's back May 13th a press release similar to Michael Jordan's facts and Michael Jackson's facts about either returning to the NBA or their next album. Uh, May 13th, he's dropping his next album, Mr. Moral and the Big Steppers, or Morale. Yeah. It, does it have an E at the end? Yes. And it's Morale. Yeah, Morale. Mr. Morale. Moral is just no E. Thank you. No problem. So Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Are we about to get like a, a big band? <laughs> big I band don't know. Hip-hop? Like with Kendrick, like... He's one of those artists that you think you have him figured out, but actually the minute that you do, you know that you don't. Like, you know that a person is a diehard when they, when you ask them, do you know, what do you think it's going to be next? I have no idea. And I feel the same thing about, about Halsey a lot too, because the artists that can change themselves and make different kinds of music and just seem to have a different viewpoint on the world, dare I say otherworldly viewpoint, because Kendrick Lamar is going to be one of those guys 30, 40 years from now that I think we're going to brag about, hopefully, that we're still here to brag about music, that we were here during the beginning, like we're, like in the early days. And I know that people always talk about, like, well, when the Beatles came to town for the first time, or Elvis, or the Stones, or, you know, Motley Crue, whatever. Um, we Every generation has their, their capstones. I mean, you were talking about it with elementary school earlier on in this program, but when you were bringing all this excitement in and I was like, okay, Adrian, other than the fact that you're saying I'm really excited that Kendrick Lamar's album is coming out, like what else can we talk about? And that's where I started just kind of going through my brain. And I kind of came to the road that brought me to a, a book that I'd read previously th- from one of my favorite authors, Chuck Klosterman. You're like, oh, Chuck Klosterman from Grantland and The Ringer. I'm like, that exact Ch- Chuck Klosterman because we were both Grantland obsessors back in the day. But he writes a lot of interesting just stuff from a bunch of different angles. It's not just sports really, but one of my favorite books that he wrote 
was, but what if we're wrong? And it's all about basically our constructed reality that we live in. And like, what does it mean? Or what, what 200 years from now, 100 years from now, what are people going to say about us today? What are people going to remember? What's going to stick out? And I remember him talking about music. And so we say 200 years from now, who's the biggest artist for the for the 2000s? What comes to your mind? It's either going to be Drake, Kendrick. If we're talking hip hop? If we're talking, yeah, if we're talking hip hop. Right. Um, or even actually, well, with Drake, no, I think it's just music in general because he's one of the biggest artists in the world and genre breaking. Well, yeah, um, he's big. He's what, But what does big truly mean? Does he produce a lot of music? Is he an he auteur do, with music videos? Does he have other films? Like, is he... He how can big do stadium tours throughout the world. Huh? He can do stadium tours throughout the world. Sure. Which is why I... But those stadiums can be torn down by, by 100 years from now. That's right. I'm, I'm looking for a footprint. I'm looking for artists that have that, that staying power. And I'm not saying that Drake doesn't have it. It's just I think we make the assumption that if you're wildly successful or if you sell a lot of units or if you're just very popular, that you are going to have lasting legacy. And I don't think that's true. And and I remember Chuck talking about like this in the in the way of like authorship and being like, who is going to be the greatest writer of this generation? Because there's so many writers of the of the greats. Let's just talk about like Moby Dick and and Herman Melville. Like everybody hated that book when it came out. It did not become a hit well until well after the author passed away. First of all, how messed up is that, right? Kafka was the same bit. Metamorphosis, people hated it. It's one of the most important pieces of writing ever. It was in my humanities class. Like when you have people that write or create art that's timeless, is it possible that they're not meant for their time then too? Like do you have to be kind of out of it to be part of that timelessness because I think you do I think if you're yeah. too engrossed in the moment if you're too engrossed in the everyday which I think Drake in many ways is I don't know if that creates a, a memory I don't know if that creates a lasting legacy where we'll be talking to our grandkids about that and they'll know at least some of the 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 tracks and some and it'll be so wildly influential that music will be indiscernible away from it well to me i think that well on one leg specifically the drake i do think that he fostered in he wasn't the first rapper to be emotional or to talk about females or cater to them because it started with like ll cool j way back in the 80s but i do think he he changed the sound which to me is one of those things the the tracks with nikki and and wayne and and you had that superpower and you had those three different types of rap that is now basically gone from the marketing and the branding and the way he he was came up like, like he was a triple A all-star and brought into the majors by being right next to the biggest star. Mm-hmm. But then I do think that when you talk about certain things not being appreciated, music's kind of the worst. Um, and definitely I'm biased in hip hop where we've seen a lot of death recently mm-hmm. where the artists get more respect or listen to. That, that matters. Yeah, when that happens. And um, I just think that there's certain, certain when it comes to sounds and changing sounds, you know, when, when Kanye dropped 808s and Heartbreak, mm. that sound was very like, what so, is this? It's emotional. It's it's very hard and it's rugged and it's, we for some people it's tough we to listen. We couldn't believe what we were hearing. Yeah. And it, it, and it got a lot of people, like there was a lot of negative feedback. And then uh-huh. three, four, five years later, that was the sound. T-Pain crawled so Kanye could run there. 
literally because a lot at least for me with that when 808s and heartbreaks came out a lot of it was that auto tune and is and is so heavy reliance on it but the thing was it wasn't just auto tune to get it to the point where you're on key it was the whole thing and that that album like for me right now the leader of the clubhouse is Kanye West <laughs> to be totally honest because he's so far out there because it's it's about personality it's about how much you're involved with too like there's there's entrepreneurial engrossment and then there's kind of like ethereal engrossment I would categorize him as more of an ethereal because he want he's usually part of the news but he's not often the news does that make sense yeah no hundred percent and so like and also to be to be fair if he wasn't the artist that he was and the music that he has put out, the amount, uh, he would have spent so yesterday's news a long time ago. He would have. But because he is so clearly a shade of genius, and that's where most musicians are. A lot of people, most people are geniuses. They don't even know it. Like, we, we, we gatekeep this very, very special phrase of just being like, well, you're, you're, you're a genius. There's so many people that are just basically pushed away from thinking the way that they that allows them to be that level or about subjects that they are interested in that they could be that level in. But when it comes to Kendrick Lamar and him being the first ever hip hop rap artist to win the the Pulitzer, for him to be recognized in the most gatekeepy way, but it's still that's a different type of legitimization. And the library of Harvard, the, the, yeah. that's American history that's preserved. Yeah, in the, in the library of Congress, right? Yeah. Where it's like that, it gets put in with all the other stuff that needs to be preserved for forever. It's the endless time capsule. And I don't think that we extend that to everyone, ex- uh, even though these days we want to make sure that everybody is a goat, everybody is the greatest or, the, or is a genius. Like we're throwing a lot of labels around right now in general. And... Most of the time, I think those who probably concern themselves most with labels are the ones probably wasting their most. I mean, you're concerned about the moment. You're concerned about being called the right way now rather than the work later on. And there's times for both of them. It's a give and a take. But in terms of uh, legacy, Kendrick Lamar is certainly going to be giving the history books and public consciousness a run for their money as long as we don't run out of money before then and the world burns regardless kendrick lamar has great music so does kid cuddy and everybody else that we put on this damn show and we'll be back for a whole other hour of it you lucky ducks T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.